So, uh, good afternoon, guys, and welcome to Beyond the Notion with me, Chloe Ferguson. I have a lovely vocalist and a great songwriter with me today who goes by the name of Julia. So welcome, Julia. Hi, um, thanks for having me. I... Uh, I had a brief chat with Julia a few minutes ago and uh, was really surprised with her accent. I've got to mention this because I, I really like the Romanian accent. One of my good friends is from Romania. And yeah, I guess I didn't uh, expect it, but it's it's very, you have a very lovely tone when you sing as well. And um, yeah, I've been listening to a few of your songs today just because I was getting ready for the interview. And the song we're going to talk about today is called Maze, and your fans will know this if you're a fan of Julia's or if you've just heard this song on a playlist. So really, uh, the first question I have to ask is, when did you release this song? Okay, so it's a bit of a longer story. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last year I was doing this self-challenge where I was recording and sharing with the world a song every month on the 20th. So. I called it Project 2020 and I started that in January, obviously without having any idea what a year 2020 would be. Yeah. And Maze was actually the first song of that project. Oh, okay. But since then I've gone back to it because all those songs were kind of limited by that um, time constraint. So some of them weren't exactly finished. So now I'm kind of polishing them. So Maze got remixed a bit and remastered and I've just released a music video for it last week. Wow. I, you know what? I didn't even mention to everybody this Project 2020, but we must talk about that because that's kind of like, that kind of answers my question to people when I say, how did you stay focused? And, you know, like how do artists and songwriters in this crazy time, it's so hard to stay motivated. And I guess what you did was, from what you told me, it was January to December. Is that right? Last year? Yeah, that's correct. Oh my goodness. And you actually managed every single month. Is that right? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I wow. was not very clever about it. Like, <laughs> I know people have done this before, but I assume maybe they had a couple of songs ready in advance just as a buffer. But I didn't actually have them. So I was literally writing a song every month and Oh my god! At some point, it became a bit draining, and I also do like all the production. Yeah, and, well, my partner helps me sometimes. So I saw that on the when I was on the YouTube video. The, ve the video is very nice, by the way. I really like it. Um, oh, thank you. I saw here. I was just looking at the like in the the description, and it says uh, music and lyrics by Julia, produced by Julia, mixed by Julia and Andy Denya. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you you literally do everything, which is really impressive. It's like you're your own. Sorry, I've lost Zoom here. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. So do you think that makes it easier with your work that it's all kind of, because you produce it as well, like which is amazing. It makes it easier and it makes it harder at the same time. A lot to um, do. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a control freak. Oh. So it, <laughs> it definitely helps with that side, like get things like exactly how I want or at the best of my capability you know yeah. the best I can do to translate what I have in my head but it's so much work and I get yeah. so sick of the songs by the time they're yeah. finished <laughs> yeah sometimes I, I just wish I could just give them to someone and you know just like I wrote the song you do all the rest yeah 
That's how so many people do it. But there's so many people I've spoke to recently who are like, I like to be uh, the one to be the producer because I think it's nice that you can have your ideas and then there's no like awkwardness. Then you say to a producer, if they give it back to you, like if they gave you back Maze and it wasn't quite right, it's nice that you could just be like, nope, I know what I want. But as you say, it's very hard work. I'm trying to produce my own songs. And today I was getting so fed up with it. And do you, what um, what program do you use, by the way, in mixing? Yeah, I, yeah, I use Logic as well. Yay. Logic's yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah. Logic Pro X, only the best. I'm sure so many people use that like on these podcasts. Um, but that's amazing. I just, yeah, I was really impressed with that because it looks, and the video looks so professional too. And I guess, I think it said that you directed it as well. Which was um, nice. Yeah, we do the videos as well. I yeah. kind of got into. I was just doing these videos for my YouTube channel, yeah. and I didn't actually know much about video, but then I kept doing it, so became it's more knowledgeable. Good. I suppose it's very professional, actually. Um, oh, I like. I really like to watch videos because I know it's nice to listen to a song. Like I, I, I went on a walk and listened to Maze, and there's so many. We'll talk about the music in a minute, but. I watched the video and I was like, it's just nice because you have a different perception when you watch videos and it's quite honest. You're looking into the camera and you're just sort of telling the story. Like, I wish this happened and this, will I see you again? And all that kind of stuff. And it's very nice guys. Check, check it out on YouTube. If you haven't seen the video, because it's very nice and it's very well done. Um, yeah, it's quite funny, actually. We filmed this in our little flats in South oh, London. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it's basically just a black cloth that we put over the curtains. Wow. And then we have, like, a couple of lights in the camera, obviously. And then Andy, who's my partner, he was literally throwing feathers at me and he had oh. this hair dryer to, like, oh. keep them floating. That's so cool. <laughs> He was like lying on the floor and throwing pillows. There's a behind the scenes exclusive there for you guys. Because I thought it was in some, yeah, I thought it's in this, obviously 2020, how can we really film in this time or 2021? But I like that though, because it still comes across like it's not amateur. It actually looks professional. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's a little story for you guys who've been watching the video because you have a lot of views on the video, to be honest. You have a lot of views in general and a lot of hits in your music, which is nice, isn't it? Um, yeah, I guess most of the people come from YouTube. Like that's where I yeah. started to post when I oh, started wow. producing music. It's and I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a little bit late with Spotify. Like, really? I didn't really get on it until last year, properly. Because you have a lot of, uh, so many Spotify, sorry, I'm on your YouTube here, I'm being kind of rude. I always do this with my guests. <laughs> I like to have a look at what you guys have to post, but yeah, you, wow, you have a lot of music videos. This is cool. You have live, you have behind the scenes, you have, there's so much content. I'll link this to your, uh, to the podcast as well. So everybody can see. Um, but yeah, the Spotify, that's the thing that I noticed with your music is um, you have so many listeners and I've got a feeling you're on a lot of playlists. Like, is that right? Playlists and um, stuff. A little bit. Yeah. I do a little bit of promotion, but most of the playlists are actually just people rather than yeah curators and oh i see just fans and yeah yeah probably from youtube as well i think because people obviously want to watch things but then they'll obviously i find spotify really easy to be honest obviously i I do pay for it but um i just prefer it uh but then if you want the visuals i suppose youtube's good but anyway 
I haven't spoke about the song yet. <laughs> I'm just always fascinated with all the other things, like the visuals of it. But I've got to ask, um, and you can go, you can go on as long as you want with this. But if you remember, what was the kind of start and end of the song like? What was the first thing you did, and then like the A to Z? Like, was it lyrics first, melody? Hmm. Yeah. Um, good question. I I do have various processes. So sometimes, most of the times, I just sit at the piano and come up with the melody and then write some lyrics. But sometimes I start in logic with some loops or, you know, I just play a little progression, play around with it. So kind of the instrumental first and then work like a top liner and write the song on the instrumental. So this was actually the case with Maze. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but it has like a really odd time signature. Yeah. Because it got a bit yeah. like, I chopped off a beat and then I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then I tried to come up with the melody on top of it and it kind of works, but the voice and the instrumental are kind of doing a polymeter. So Interesting. Yeah. it's just odd. I cannot play it live. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's no like way. Oh, mine. <laughs> no. That must be so tricky. Like it's a good thing we don't have to do live shows now then because you can just not you can just not do it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I can do like an adapted version, like a simplified version, but I can't do the actual rhythm I do in the recording. That's the first artist we've had that can't play her own song in front of people. <laughs> but I can understand because I did notice that I was like, oh my goodness, this is not like many things I've heard actually, but it has, it's got this, and especially because there's so many things that are happening in the song, there's like, and it's, it's a very, um, how can I put it? It's very, it's, it's all you obviously singing, but there are so many things going on, but I suppose it is kind of a tricky rhythm now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, and I'm looking at the lyrics as well. Did you, so I guess you did lyrics after you did the melody, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually started to talk about the story behind the song, but then I got distracted. Talking about Please go for it. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> yeah, so um, you were talking about keeping focused during these times. I actually felt like I was losing focus and losing motivation at the beginning of last year, so even without any external things going on. So I just decided that I would do this to force myself to make time for music and like sit down and write songs because around the same time I got like my first full-time job so I was really terrified I was like oh my god I'm never gonna have time to do anything now this is the end so yeah that's how it started and that's why the first song is wish I had more time ah but, interesting okay yeah I thought it was like a um I thought it was like a something romantic I was going to ask you I always feel like I need to ask the artists like is it okay to talk about the lyrics because I was reading the lyrics on well there's a few different versions of Google like this it's it's up on there a few sites but I love how uh there's something I really like about when you say life's a complicated maze of twists and turns of fate god knows when I'll see you again next if I see you again so to me I was like oh my goodness it sounds like a really sad love story but yeah that's actually about um my previous job, I was working in a school with some special needs students. So I was just kind of feeling sad for leaving Aww. them. And, you know, like I would never find out what what they get up to. And 
Oh my gosh. There's me thinking it was romantic. And this is what I, this is why I talk to these people because it's nice. I always talk about perception, but it's always, you think that you know what the song's about. And then the artist will be like, no, it's actually like you, the first line, wish I had more time to tell you. It's kind of sad. It's, it's actually a very sad song. Like it's nice. It's very pretty. And I think it has this reassuring feel to it. It's kind of, um, it reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen Harry Potter, but there's this scene where uh, in Goblet of Fire, I'm not like a huge fan of Harry Potter, but there's mermaids who are singing in the distance. And it, to me, it's got this very oh, nice, yeah, it's, but it's not sad. So you're like, oh my, like, oh, it's so sad. And I don't want to listen to it, but it's, it's very nice. It kind of reminds me of Christmas as well. I know that sounds weird. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know. probably the major key and yeah. the lyrics are sad, but the key is quite major. And, and like the, it's kind of angelic um, and you have a very unique tone to your voice. You remind me of so many people, but I can't place it. It's someone who came into my head and you're probably going to be like, what was Lily Allen? I don't know why, but she has a very nice vocal tone. Mm, and then, yeah. No, I do like, I do like Lily Allen. I've never heard yeah. this one before. No. Yeah, it's, it's, um, but it's very nice. It's very different. It's always very refreshing, I think, to find, a different vocalist because there's so many artists we look we all listen to so to find something that's very distinctive and different to me is it's so so rare because we all listen to so many people and on that I was curious I wanted to ask you this because I don't ask this much anymore but who are your influences for vocals um I wouldn't know what to tell you exactly yeah um I'm not sure what to answer to that. Mm. I do get a lot of people telling me that I sound like Kate Bush, especially yeah. when I do live gigs and they come and like, oh, you sound like Kate Bush, which yeah. is awesome. But she's not that famous in Romania. So actually, before I came to the UK, I've, I've never I had heard. never listened to Kate Bush uh, before. So yeah, I can hear that. Actually, I can. Um, I, I, I thought that, but I'd only heard. I'm kind of like you. I only really heard one song from her, which was Wuthering Heights, where she's. I'm not going to sing it now because my voice is going to go crazy because she's so like higher. But I can hear. It's kind of. It's kind of haunting, I think, and it's kind of yeah. um, angelic and maybe ghostly as well. Uh, so I, I, I kind of get that. If people would, I was. I'm not surprised that people said that. But, and in terms of, I also wanted to know, like musically in this song. Were there any influences? Um, maybe a little bit of. Um, I was listening to a lot of stuff in Stevens in that period. Ah, okay, cool. I did yeah. some covers from um, the soundtrack for "Call Me by Your Name." Nice. So I was kind of trying to go for a, that feel where he has like lots of layered yeah. vocals, and that like there's a whispered vocal track as well. Nice. I was yeah. trying to do that. I think you achieved that. It's definitely got some softer elements. Um, and it's quite easy that this melody is, uh, it's kind of in my head. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to replicate it because I've not sang all day, but it's kind of sticks in your head even after about two listens. Um, and it's quite like, not repetitive, but it's quite loopy. It kind of, there's things, that, the, the recurring parts, they keep coming back and it's very easy to follow, I think. And I like the, I don't want to sing. I keep wanting to sing, but I'm like, I don't want to sing because I've not had a drink in like an hour. But the art, like, <laughs> it's like oh, thank you. <laughs> that's that's after me drinking like loads of coffee today, folks. Don't be doing that if you're a vocalist. It's not going to be good. <laughs> but um, I've always wondered: does 
tea have the same effect because I drink a lot of tea. Yeah, that's probably why you sound very nice when you sing, to be fair. When I drink, I've been drinking Pepsi and, and uh, coffee, which isn't good, folks. You'll know if you listen to this. Do not drink that. I think tea's the thing to do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, yeah. But that, that's really nice. And yeah, I'm still surprised that the narrative is not about like a relationship, but it's nice to hear that, to be honest. Actually, interesting. The other day, I did this live stream. And I actually played the song live, but in the changed version. Yeah. And suddenly I was thinking of the lyrics and they had a different meaning uh, to me. Okay. That's interesting. Because, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen my family in like a year and a half because obviously we haven't been able to travel. Yeah. And my sister and I was thinking, you know, they're all like, she's growing up and everything is changing and I'm not there and I just wish I had more time with them because oh. you know time passes and yeah. there's only a limited amount of time that we have with our loved ones and it's a bit of shame when we're all like apart yeah actually because I, I, I guess I didn't think of it that way obviously I didn't know that you're originally from uh, Bucharest and I, I, I can't imagine because I live with my family too I can't imagine that kind of separation and what that feels like but I'm sure that you had so much you have so much emotion to write about now because this whole thing has never happened. You know, this, this pandemic, there's so much change, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but that's really, it's kind of sad. Like I feel really bad to be honest. I'm reading the lyrics back after what I thought Sorry. was, no, it's, it's, it's very nice. Actually. When I listen to it, I usually listen to the song after we talk and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Now I know what it's about. And I love that about when I talk to these writers, because anyone can take something, you know, I could take something else from this. I could take maybe, you know, oh, it's about a guy or it's about, I don't know, missing a cousin or a brother. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. And I guess um, speaking about, because we were talking about the pandemic, um, I usually ask this at the end, but I'll ask you because we're talking about it. Like, how have you found creative wise? I know you've done Project 2020, but um I'm sure like were there moments within that last year that you struggled to write? Um, I've actually heard this before. People have a hard time to get inspired because obviously there's not that much happening. Mm. Um, but I guess I always kind of get inspired by emotions. Yeah which there have been a lot of during this past year. So it's all this feeling of feeling trapped and scared and anxious. And I kind of always end up putting these into music. So I, yeah, Yeah. I didn't find that I was struggling to write. Yeah, because there's loads of emotion. I think that's the best thing for us. I've said this so many times, guys, you're probably sick of me saying this, but um, for us, I think, we've received so many things to sing about and to write about, which is nice. And it's kind of sad because there's been loads of breakups. There's been, like you said, obviously if you live, if your family live far away, it is really, really sad. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It's nice to hear that you didn't struggle. But when you told me, when I first uh, spoke to Julia guys, uh, she told me that she'd been (laughs) writing every single month. And I was like, oh my goodness. And Project 2020, I'm really curious. Was this just your project? Did you complete, did you invent this 2020 project? Uh, what do you mean? Did I invent it? 
like, well, when you said that you, uh, like on the, the first email, when I, when you said, oh, for Project 2020, I've been like writing songs. Is that something which, uh, how can I explain? Did you create that project or was that something which other people are doing as well? Um, yeah, I just made it up. Wow, I love that. You're just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. Because <laughs> uh, everyone was like, you know, twenty is the new twenties, like two thousand twenty. Yeah. It's like such a nice number. So I was like, what if I put out a song on the twentieth of every month in twenty twenty? Oh, I see. So, it's, so it re- released it on literally the twentieth of like February. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that. Sorry. Now I understand better. That's that's really because so you, so you've already got only like three weeks basically in that month to write which I think is really good yeah I mean the whole idea was to kind of have it on Spotify and grow my Spotify and get people to you know follow because every month there's new music but I didn't actually manage to get the songs out on Spotify on the 20th every month so I would put them on SoundCloud and then post them on Spotify later because you you know it takes ages like you submit and then you have to wait for like a week or 10 days true yeah yeah, but distribution, it does take sometimes like a week, yeah. doesn't it? Um, so I didn't think that very well. <coughs> Maybe yeah, I'll would. do it again in the future. And <laughs> I don't think you need to. The way I see your, fo- like the way I see all the plays that you've had on Spotify, to me, it looks like there, there's so many people, you have so many fans, but the production, there's so many things that I could say about your music because the production is it's amazing. And I got to ask just out of my own curiosity, like how long have you been producing your own music? Um, I came to the UK to do a course in music tech. So that was in 2012. Ah, okay. So I guess yeah. more seriously since then. I was doing it before a bit, but I wasn't very good at it. Wow. So music tech, so you learn stuff about, I guess you, you learn on logic, right? And yeah. Yeah. It's that explains why, because to me, it sounds very, you can tell the difference between someone who is kind of beginner at producing. And then you can definitely tell the difference between somebody like you, who's done it for so long. And to me, when I listened to this, I was like, if she produced it herself, like she's, she's really good because it sounds, it's so well balanced and it's, it sounds very professional. So yeah, it's just, you're one of the only artists. I think the, the second person, maybe the third out of about 30 people who produce their own music because most of my guests they have a like a partner producer which is fine but it's cool it's nice to know that you did all that like you spent hours with automation and all that nightmare yeah. stuff you know the delay <laughs> very tricky to do your own music I feel like I yeah. get sucked into this vortex where I feel like nothing is sounding right and like it's so critical and I just end up tweaking things over and over but when you have like a song of someone else's that you produce or mix I find it so much easier because obviously I'm not like personally invested that much yeah but it's good to hear you that to hear that you think it sounds good because every time I listen I'm like why is this not sounding like <laughs> proper music <laughs> like an expectation that you have of yourself or something yeah we are our own worst critics I think and like you said before I can't remember whether we recorded this bit but um, you said something like you just get kind of sick of hearing your own voice and that's so true like everyone will know that you guys who do demos or even little versions or like very rough drafts of your songs on Logic or Garage Band, you do get sick of it and you're kind of like oh my goodness but you have to that's the worst part you have to stay dedicated especially if you're doing something like the project because it's like no you need to finish it but that's amazing though it is my favorite part though when yeah. the song is finished 
when I listen back and I'm like you're like yes yeah I made this it's done yeah, yeah and I have trouble actually this is something you can help me with too because I've really been trying this year to help myself with production and because yeah. I, I, I have been talking to some producers and I've had some help from different people and my brother who's a producer but I am determined to get at least one song that I'm proud of and I think like the thing that I struggle with is mastering I find that like a nightmare oh I don't do mastering myself I always think oh, okay. that yeah and then it's you get actually yeah it's good practice like even if you're like a experienced sound engineer you normally yeah give the mastering to someone else because it's like a different set of ears that can tweak yeah. whatever you missed yeah it's like the lamin- you laminate it at the end I-, I really don't like it in fact <laughs> I think when I went to university I think what I did was in my course I actually didn't master it I just kind of sent the mix off which you shouldn't do if you're going to put it on like Spotify because I think it needs the last obviously that like you said the tweak just just for that last polish yeah. um but I still so- can't yeah sorry I was going to say there's a very, very useful group that I'm part of on Facebook. It's called 2% Rising and it's all about, um, you know, female producers and um, that's great. Super useful. And they have like a Zoom call every Tuesday and you can do like listening parties or you get feedback on your tracks. So maybe I can join that, to be honest, because it is nice to talk to other people. And there aren't many people. I mean, this is a little bit of a deep subject. We could go into this for hours, but I do see things, you know, online, like uh, a lot of female producers aren't really taken as seriously as the guys. And there's so many people who do it. I, I, I've never seen that, to be honest. My friends who are in uni, we all produced and we never got bad reception. But I think it's just almost like um, an assumption or something and there are so many of us you know listen to your songs you know it's like you did that it's not it's not like you had to have five guys or you know yeah in Romania at least before I moved out it was quite bad really like yeah. I was talking to this guy in the studio and I was talking to him about I can't remember side chaining or something and he was like oh I can't believe I didn't know what side chaining was and the girl taught me Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the kind yeah. of stuff you get there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and there's, there's so many people. I think people, it's nice, like the, the group you mentioned, because so many of us don't know we do it. I think even, I was speaking to my dad the other day about a mix and he was like, oh, I don't think there's many girls who do it. And I was thinking, I think there are. It's just trying to find them, especially, that's what's good about Insta, like Instagram and um, other, like you said, Facebook, the groups. Uh, but it's good. It's nice to have the support as well, I think, because there's, you know, we, we are, I suppose, naturally, our confidence would be a little bit down because those things are still yeah. happening. But that's great. I need to, like, you'll have to send me the link to that. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind oh, of off the record, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, for, sorry, for female and non-binary. Ah. Maybe the listeners will like that too, actually, for those who, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably leave that in. <laughs> so you guys can all join as well. Um, that's, that'd be really nice though, actually. We've never had people suggest groups before, so that's really cool. I'm really curious now, actually. It's good that you all have calls as well, I think, because you can actually talk about things because it's hard to translate on messages sometimes if you talk about mixing. Oh my goodness, there's so many people, like on my Instagram story, people will message and be like, I can't explain it, but you do this and you have to do this. And, you know, but... Yeah, that's, I, I can't imagine that being very effective. No, because you can really misunderstand and then you end up with just another hour where you're kind of like tweaking the wrong thing and I tried to bust this and I don't know. There's so much behind it though. And um, I was going to say your music, you have a lot of piano, like with Maze, you know, you'd think it was easy because you have piano and you have voice and then you have more voices and you, and 
you'd think, I think anyone would, would probably just think, oh, it's easy because she's just got a piano and voice, but I bet that took so long to mix. <laughs> yeah, it can be quite tricky to do simple arrangements like this because then everything is quite exposed. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, so when you have yeah. a more dense texture, then it's easier to hide things behind other things. Yeah, um, so. yeah, like since I do a lot of synth pop, but you're right. I, I tried to do some ballads last year and I thought it's going to be easy. There's just the piano and like three vocals, but then you do it. And like you said, it's kind of like there's nothing to hide. It's just literally you and the piano. And as you say, like the rhythm, it must be difficult. You probably had to put all that together and sort of like, I'm going to count if it's with the metronome. And um, so, yeah, it's impressive to be. I, I really appreciate songwriters who do the what they call it. I don't know if you call it polyrhythm, but the rhythms which are unusual. Mm. I, don't, I don't even know what you'd call that. I should probably know after. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, irregular time signatures. Yeah, something like that. Something that's unusual, but it's nice. It's impressive, especially when you mix it as well. But um, I was uh, it's such a stupid question. I'm going to ask you next, but I'm just curious anyway, sure because I, I always ask people this. Um, what? Uh, hmm. I guess you don't have any gigs lined up for this year so far, right? Um, no, not really. And I would be a bit wary of getting any because you don't know if they're going to be cancelled. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, do you have any EPs, albums that you're sort of in the midst of doing at the moment? Are you just going to carry on doing songs every month? Um, I am trying to figure out the best way to use the songs I made last year. Mm, okay so I'm kind of quite a lot yeah (laughs) yeah still in the process of trying to decide what I'm doing I think I'm going to do a Kickstarter campaign and I want to do my first vinyl release wow nice and now I'm just going to decide if it's going to be a double-sided single or a four-track EP but it's going to be a vinyl so I guess you have um if you did January to December, I suppose you have, you probably have more, but I guess you'd have, you could do an album of 12 songs, but it's quite a lot, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. It's generally, it seems to work best if you release smaller chunks of music, but more often. Yeah. yeah. So many people I've spoke to are like, I'm like, have you got an album? They say, no, we have an EP. And I'm like, everyone is doing an EP, even though they're quite renowned. Like, is it, to me, it seems so many people you have so many followers so I think like EP to me is something that you're kind of introducing yourself as an artist but but I suppose you're always doing that because if you're on let's say BBC introducing then you'll want to have people want to know you know let's listen to these four songs get a vibe but you have so many songs by the way like it's so impressive I'm trying to I'm going to look back when when was your first release on Spotify actually oh my phone's weird on a second I can't remember 2000 well I have an album from 2018 but I okay. might have some random acoustic songs from before then. Yeah, I couldn't find when I was listening to Maze because you sent me, I think you sent me a download, but I actually was like, I want to check it out on Spotify to hear it with your other songs. And I couldn't find it on your most popular. So I thought maybe she didn't release it just yet. But then when I searched the song name, I found it. Yeah, it's there. But it's, yeah, let's have a look. But there's so many things. I was like, oh my goodness, you have... Uh, oh my word like monsters this is the first one I heard when you when you when we first got in contact and it's like 15,000 streams on Spotify which is incredible was that a 2018 release yes that's that was part of the album 
Ah, uh, yes, of course. I recognise the album cover, actually. Yeah. Um, that but was even, also yeah. done through a Kickstarter. So I think I raised about 4,000 something pounds for it. Oh my gosh. So yeah, wouldn't have been possible without the support of like my music. you've got a lot of good support you've got a really good team I think behind you who like supporters and listeners which is nice and fans obviously um I also love your song titles by the way I know we're talk we were meant to talk about Maze but this is something I noticed a few days ago like I love you've got a song on this album so the album's called City of My Mind I'm sure you guys would know it if you're a fan of Julius but you have a song called When Monsters Spare Their Prey I mean, that's quite intense like wow it's not something i see every day i'm like oh <laughs> small small death of reason there's another one this is, I, I love the um i love looking at song titles because it makes me want to listen to the song you know hmm. i think when monsters feather prey that was after i read the novel about some girl that got kidnapped or something oh. so it's just like very most, deep and dark yeah. yeah most random things just inspire me to write songs i suppose yeah it's nice again i'm sorry guys i always go off track about the song but i don't really care to be honest i should talk m maybe more about albums in the future maybe on the next series because you have so many songs and um i'm sure they've like the lyrics we could go into more paper kites is another great one that i loved by the way um oh, i've just re remembered now um but yeah, I, th I think I may have gone over the interview and I don't remember what it was. I was going to say as, as well, like, I really want to catch one of your live uh, performances when you do it like live stream. So have you got any live stream events coming up or do you just do it random? Like, um, I was actually planning on doing a random one this evening. Oh, wow. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just because um, I'm testing a new setup with Ooh. the camera and like a new interface. Nice. so that's gonna be fun but yeah i definitely want to do more yeah you should i think while we can you know i want to explore twitch as well many oh, wow. people are telling me try on twitch and i'm like i don't know what that is yeah. i guess i should look into i didn't know i thought because i used to my friend used to go on twitch i, I thought it was like a it's, it's a game stream thing isn't yeah. it so you, i guess can you do music as well then apparently there are lots wow, of people i didn't know that, that. i'm not sure that. if if you play and then random people get to see you or I don't yeah. know how it works I'll look That's into interesting. It. yeah I, I never tried uh twitch and I also never tried this is one thing that people keep telling me like Chloe go on uh tiktok but I've never done tiktok before for musicians oh, I don't know how to do tiktok it's it's just... I'm, yeah I'm like what I, I don't understand it to be honest I, yeah I feel it, like it yeah. wouldn't go with my brand if that makes sense like uh, it's quite... I'm not the I don't do silly stuff that much like I don't Same. see how I don't think I'd I, I tried I got an account in the summer but it's all very it all seems to me like it's more humor comedy so I feel the same I think I'd be too I'd be too serious or something and even I play like synth and stuff but I just don't think it's a vibe but I'm glad I'm not the only one because so many musicians apparently I think they do live streams but I just don't it's I think it's the only social media which I don't use Twitter I'm a bit weird with too but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's for musicians, TikTok, to be honest, is it? You really? need a thousand followers to be able to live stream on TikTok. Is that a real, serious? Oh, I don't yeah. know, chance. Because <laughs> I, was, I was looking into it the other day and then I was like, oh, okay, fine. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. I think you get a lot of, seeing your numbers on YouTube, I think you'd get a lot. But then I suppose you could just do live streaming on like YouTube or like Instagram. Yeah, I think my but, audience tends to be a bit older. 
Okay. So not, not quite teenagers on TikTok. Yeah, it's yeah, that's what the TikTok people I think, isn't it? It's the younger generation, I think. Um but yeah, that's interesting. Um yeah, I'm just trying to remember if there's anything else that I wanted to ask. Uh, yeah, so um are you writing you, I guess you're not doing project twenty twenty one, it's just for last year, isn't it? Like you're not doing yeah. So that's you, you now you're going to just write whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah, I think I've got enough content now and maybe yeah. I need to work out how to promote it and how to get more people to listen to it because I was so focused all the time on literally just making the song. Yeah. That I didn't have time to do all that other stuff yeah. submitting to playlists and But it seems like blogs. you have a lot you have a lot of stuff going on because I checked out the Instagram and I think I saw that you were played on introducing a few times. Is that right? Um, it was BBC Upload. Okay. Which is a different show, but yeah, it was on BBC Kent. That's cool though, because that's still to me. Like I, I've I've did a few. I didn't do upload, but I did a few introducing, and I find that is really good. And people do actually, especially if people know you. They're like, oh, like I heard that, and you you end up being on the same show as like friends, you know, who are musicians. So it's still yeah. really good promotion, isn't it? Um, it is. It's very good, especially in London, I imagine, because I don't know quite where Kent is. Like I know it's in the south, but to me, Kent is near London. So the com- yeah. competition. I mean, come on, it's London. It's like it must be. You must meet before covid you must have met so many interesting people like musicians to collaborate with before everything went wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there's definitely a lot going on in london yeah. maybe a little bit too much like you don't know where to start <laughs> yeah this there seems to be so much i mean every city i think I, i'm i used to live in cardiff and there were so many people but like different how can I put it different genres different vibes of music but yeah. I played some shows in, in uh, like Hackney and a few other places in London mm-hmm. before Covid and I love the energy every person who came in through the door were just so different their approach there was some people who were kind of like into funk and then there was synth and um it stopped sorry <laughs> uh yeah um so yeah it's, it's, it's just yeah it, I'm actually quite jealous of you to be honest because obviously I can't I want to move back to a city I'm in a very small place in North Wales now but I think it's good if you're getting plays, even BBC Kent, like I think that's really good because there's so many musicians there in the South. So you should be proud, to be honest. Yeah. I used to live in Cambridge for Ooh. about a year. Yeah. And that was quite different. Like yeah. there was a small community of musicians and you went to a few gigs and a few open mics and then you literally knew every musician in Cambridge. Yeah. So it was oh like God. really easy to get into that. Whereas in London, there's so much going on and so many people that it's it's hard to it's it's hard to know how to put yourself there yeah. you know yeah I could imagine I was going to ask you as well I should probably I, I, we're still recording but I want to ask you we, we can cut this out maybe if it's if it's going to go on too long but um yeah, I was going to ask like, like just curiosity because you seem to be well traveled like what took was did you come to Britain for the like the music course originally um yes I used Ooh. to do classical singing oh, in wow. Bucharest yeah. and I did not like it. I mean, yeah. I, I liked it at the beginning, but then I realized, wait a second, I don't want to do this my whole life. It was the, it's the kind of thing where you get the score and then you have to do every single thing, like uh, tradition, like every breath. 
because that's yeah. how it's done. Yeah. So you have no creative input whatsoever. So yeah, I can understand. You're like more free now, I think, in the the pop and wherever you. Could. I guess it's pop music. It's always so hard to define these artists because people say to me like, "Don't we don't have a genre? We're just like indie pop." Or I can't really explain. I guess yours would be. It's just it is pop music, isn't it? What you do. Yeah, I'm trying to to come up with something to add to indie pop. Yeah, I you get know, that. Some, yeah, like, but like I'm not external. quite sure what. It's like a subgenre of a subgenre, but it's definitely pop. But it's hard because indie pop can go from like synthesizers and drums to anything to like yeah, indie folk like and some people they're labeling themselves as emo pop or like kind of made up names. So yeah. I'm trying to think of something that could work for my music, but I haven't found that yet. But it's like something to think about. But it's quite nice as well because you're not just being put into a basket I think and it's like oh there's a bit of this and a bit of that but sorry I've I've took so much of your time uh, and I've gone on so long but oh, I just, I just, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation oh, like, it's interesting. yeah well I, I like people to talk about I think it's nice for artists to talk about the things they do because it's like I know you're you clearly you don't have a problem with inspiration but I think it's nice for you to see to like reflect upon your creation and mm. it makes people, people have told me like, oh, it's, it's reminded me that, yes, I'm capable of doing that or, oh, and I did this thing and, you know, it might inspire you for, you know, a, a song in the next week or something. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just so curious. Like I was watching, I, yeah, it's just really, because I don't, I didn't know your music before uh, when I heard from you and it's kind of like you check out the stuff on YouTube and Spotify and it's like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But um, to me, you're one of the most, honestly, out of all the people I've spoke to, you're one of the ones who have the most hits. So you're obviously doing really well, I think. So keep going. Yeah, really. Thanks. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'll try. I'm always a bit wary of talking about myself too much. Like, no, you're fine. I'm, I'm more point. of a listener than a talker. So this is a yeah. bit odd. I'm no. like, have I been going No, on? honestly, it's your time to shine. That's a lot of people, some people are like that. One guy I spoke to a few days ago, he was like, I'm so nervous. And oh my goodness, I don't want to talk about myself. And I said, no, that's the point because all your fans will want to know these things. Like they want to know what the song's about and they probably want to know as well. Like they probably didn't even know that you're from Romania. Like me, I just kind of thought, oh, cool. I thought the name, I was really curious. I thought, huh. But then it's your artist name anyway. It's not like your real name is Julia, like J-U-L-I. But um, yeah, don't worry about that. It's fine. It's actually a really good interview. We kind of go into like 50 things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I just mention one thing? Yeah. Um, so I have a new project, which is a new music blog Ooh. that I made. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I saw that, actually. I, mean, I didn't realize yeah, it was you till before I spoke to you. Yeah, you can talk about that, to be honest. There's a last little thing if you want. Yeah, so um, you can find it at indiegems.uk. Sorry, how did I get You can find it at indiegems.co.uk. And I just uh, feature music that I like and... People can submit songs at submit at indiegems.co.uk. You did a post about uh, latest podcasts, if I remember today, and I think and, and I think you tagged yes. me in it, which is really nice. I was like, who is yeah, this tagging I me? I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> and then it, then afterwards, I was having a look at your stuff. I was like, what can we talk about? New releases and stuff. And then it said, oh, I started a new project for music. You know, that's you know. And I thought, oh, it's you. So it's it's a nice idea to be honest. When did you start this? a couple weeks ago cool so it's very new 
Are you going to like, is it like, are you going to review songs? Yeah, so I thought that I would do reviews and then I would also do articles with tips for musicians. For example, this uh, list of podcasts, I'm actually going to go and submit to most of them. So I do the research for myself anyway. So why not just put it out there? Yeah, it's a really good idea, actually. I think it's nice that people are proactive. That's what I've tried to do, but it's mainly because I actually enjoy speaking to people about lyrics. <laughs> but um, it's nice, I think. It's a nice promotion tool. You know, it's uh, we're helping other people, I guess. And people always want to hear. Yeah. Nice way of getting to know people. Like, I wouldn't have True. got to know you, for example. Yeah, it's just exactly. interesting. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of stay in touch with those people. And then if they're doing a project, it's like you can help them. And da, 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 da. Yeah, definitely. But that's amazing. I'll um, I'll try and link this. I can't link it on the podcast. There's only a, a bit of space. But what I will do is I'll tag this. I'll put it. What I might do is I might tag that page on the Instagram video when I do the preview of us, if that's okay. Yeah, that would um, be good. Along with your music and all the other things. So many things you've got online. So <laughs> they'll have a choice. Um, cool. Yeah, right. I've, I've, I'm, I've gone so over, but I'll say, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Julia, for your time and for all the different things, the different secrets about the song and the inspiration as well. And it's nice to hear like from a female producer as well, just because I don't think I've met one yet. So thank you so much. The song's beautiful and your voice is amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. <laughs>